0: I said welcome to the dirty sports podcast with Welcome to the Sports
1: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in lovely, sunny Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No prano.
0: Good morning, Andy Ruther.
1: 35 more minutes of morning.
0: Good update. Solid update there. Well, good morning, nonetheless.
1: How you doing today, buddy?
0: I'm okay. How you doing? I'm great. Was over you. here yesterday, hanging with you, hanging with the dirt ball, who, who took the uh, crisp one hundred dollar bill challenge, as we're calling it. Is it uh, a challenge? I don't know. It's cha- I think it's a challenge to stay here all Sunday watching football with you. I couldn't last. Twerks couldn't last. Jimmy lasted though. So shout out to Jimmy. Wait, you mean with me? Yeah, it's a challenge. Spend the whole day in the Ruther apartment. All the things that's going on. All the uh. You know, you had a pan. You were Jameis Winston in the pocket yesterday ordering pizza. You were like, you didn't know what to do. Blue cheese, ranch, blue cheese, ranch. Nice thing you know, there's a fumble happening.
1: No, you were putting pressure on me to order the food. And I had, you know, I got to be the producer of the TV setting as well. So I got to go set, you know, there's. Six games on at once. I go sound from one game, then it goes to a commercial, to another game. I want the viewing experience to be good. And shout out to Jimmy, Dirtball Jimmy. He came from Santa Clarita, which is where... Giants fan. Giants fan. So he, which is, people don't know, that's about 60 miles away from here. 60? Am I just making stuff up? I think you're
0: making that up. Okay. Santa Clarita is like by, didn't he say it was by like Magic Mountain?
1: Yeah, it's right next to Magic Mountain.
0: I think it's like 25 miles from here.
1: Okay, L.A. traffic. It feels like sixty. Sixty
0: miles. Sixty miles. Is look a it long up. Way.
1: Look it up. While we're talking, look it up. Okay. Anyway, Jimmy. Where's K- Twerks? Twerks has class
0: today. So now I'm fucking googling shit.
1: I mean, he should just drop out of law school and become a full time intern, unpaid. Anyway.
0: Twenty eight miles to Santa Clarita.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was way off. Nailed it. You did a good job there. Okay. So, Jimmy came, literally gave a crisp one hundred dollar bill, and. Yeah, he took part in the experience, which is available for any dirtball for a crisp $100 bill. I provide booze. I provide food. He was a smart dude. He knew his football. He didn't get out of control. I'm just saying, with the dirtball, you never know what you're getting. Yeah. Especially a stranger. I,
0: I, we were talking the other day about having tiered seating here, stadium-style seating, so we can get up to six to eight dirtballs in here mm-hmm. watching games cuz you know the crisp $100 bill challenge strong but then you're providing booze you're providing food you're cutting into our profits can, we're going to need multiple dirt balls here
1: can i be honest i think yeah. we lost money in that <laughs> <laughs> between the two large pizzas from johnny's two uh 12 piece wings the 12 pack of model or 12 pack of dosakis 12 pack of white claw uh i think we lost about $10 on them yesterday well you still have
0: leftovers
1: yeah yeah. You want some of those wings?
0: No. I'm good.
1: Okay. I was saving them for you.
0: I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take some to go. I don't want some right now. I mean, we have a podcast to do. Yeah, I meant to go. Sure.
1: Okay. But yeah, shout out to Jimmy. He uh, he lasted the whole day with me. And uh, we sat through the last game, which was the overtime Seahawks-Bucks, which you already alluded to. Yeah. Our boy
0: Jameis. Oh, we're going, we're going for it. Let's go, NFL, NFL recap. Is that what's happening yeah, here. Yeah, well, let's got, go.
1: Let's go. I got so much to talk about in the NFL, yeah. as always. I've thoroughly enjoyed this season, and I will say, watching the Bucks lose and the Browns lose has been two of my favorite things to enjoy this season, along with all the great play on the other teams.
0: Yeah. Um, where do you want me to start? You want me to, like you just mentioned the Bucks and the Browns? Do you want me to weigh in on on either one, one of those in particular first?
1: Well we can start with the the Seahawks bucks game
0: great game great game went overtime um, yeah I mean your your boy Russell five Tds pulls himself back into the MVP race
1: what do you mean back he hasn't left Joe mm,
0: I disagree I think the last couple weeks have been down weeks for Russell while other while other players were surging
1: what planet are you living on he entered the game with 17 touchdowns the to one
0: interception. He wasn't playing as well the last couple weeks while other players were surging. Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Christian McCaffrey has been playing well the entire time. Five touchdowns yesterday brought him, in my opinion, back into the MVP conversation. You're unbelievable. Okay. Jeez, now I can't even say your guy's a fucking MVP candidate without getting... You're, you're, you're triggered.
1: No, I'm not being triggered. By the way, I agree with all those other guys. Those guys haven't left my conversation either. Now that we're going there, let's just go there. My three MVP candidates at this point, the Andy Ruther MVP candidates, in no particular order, I would have no problem if any of these guys won it. Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey, Russell Wilson.
0: No Aaron Rodgers.
1: He's, He's around, but I think the problem is it's a LeBron problem where he's played so well so many years that he's not at that level.
0: Well, see, th- I mean, therein lies like the the it's the ultimate quarterback conundrum, right? Like the gaudy passing stats end up giving you the awards, yeah. but don't end up usually translating into you being most valuable for your team or necessarily winning games. Now, no Lamar Jackson. I was gonna in there say after Lam- that performance last night,
1: Lamar is around there. Uh, his team's winning, and I see a lot of people. No Hoyer. A- stop
0: just stop no Hoyer stop are we extending Hoyer? just stop get a, can we preview that are we Hoyer yet? oh man I, this is why I love the football season
1: you, you you get so turned you were over here just tweeting at dirt balls yesterday but no look Lamar Jackson's around there but Lamar guys I don't know how to say it he is so fun to watch in fact I I basically decided the Ravens come out here I want to see Lamar live because I think he's that fun to watch He's also a running back. I just – people can't get mad when they hear that because it's true, guys. He's a running back.
0: Well, he's not a running back. He's a quarterback. He takes the snap directly from the center every play. He's responsible for their passing. It's not like they don't pass the ball at all. They do. They beat the Patriots in Foxborough. I mean, when you're talking about value, right, it's almost like that – You know, it goes back to the question of valuable player – versus MVP, in quotes. Um,
1: I, I know, but let's look at the last four games for Lamar. And again, this isn't me taking it and digs at Lamar. They didn't just beat the Patriots. They crushed the Patriots because of Lamar. However, I'm just saying, come playoffs, when you're, I, I think a team like the Patriots is going to adjust, and you have to pass the ball. The last four games for Lamar Jackson, he has thrown...
0: By the way, that's exactly what I've been saying about the Colts this whole time. And that's
1: fine. The last four games for Lamar Jackson, he's thrown for 161 yards, 236 yards, 143 yards, 163 yards. They've also won all four games. Yeah. So obviously what they're doing is, is, right, he's thrown two touchdowns in the last four games as a, as a quarterback. And in three of those four, he hasn't thrown for 175 yards. Again, it's working. Can it work in the playoffs? I could be wrong. I don't think so. I think at a certain point, you are going to have to make plays with your arm. Well,
0: that's basically been my argument uh, across the board for a lot of other people, and that is it can work. It obviously worked against the Patriots. It can work doing, you know, Josie Brisket running the ball against the Chiefs in Arrowhead. It can work. The question is, can it work four times in a row? Yeah. That is the question. And to me, I have repeated on this show that I don't think it can work. But, look, in Foxborough, the win in Foxborough, and then, of course, if you're going to, like, you know, the the quarterback is the most valuable position on the field. Sure. Like, to me, as great as Christian McCaffrey has been playing, if we were actually doing valuable every quarterback – uh, that is on this list is ahead of Christian McCaffrey.
1: I might debate that. Okay, if you okay, if you look at the Panthers, I was actually talking about this with with Dirtball Jimmy yesterday. The Panthers are five and three. I don't have a percentage off the top of my head or a stat that I've seen. What percentage of the Panthers' offense runs through Christian McCaffrey, dude? What is their record with? Out Christian McCaffrey. I think he's that valuable to the Panthers. How what, many, but, how many,
0: okay, so go but ahead. then I, I, I would respond with a different question. Kyle Allen has played fine for the Panthers. I agree. I, I agree that they should stick with him over Cam Newton, but if you were getting the production you were getting from Christian McCaffrey, the defense playing the way the defense is playing, and you had an actual like legit NFL quarterback, if you had, you know, Deshaun Watson on the Panthers, if you had Aaron Rodgers on the Panthers, what is their record then? Because, yes, Christian McCaffrey is—look, I'm not taking anything away. I think Christian McCaffrey is incredible, and the fact that he's even in this conversation is a testament to how well he's doing. But the quarterback is the most valuable player on the field.
1: Yeah, we— 100% 100% agree there. I I think he's playing that well. They showed an interesting stat. You know, I love the NFL Network, and I had it on this morning, and they compared Chris Henry's. No, I'm sorry, Chris Johnson. He had, what was it like 2012 or right. one of one of those years? The Titans he had an insane year. Yeah, and also I believe it was 2009. Well, another year where Adrian Peterson went off for the Vikings. He's ahead of them at this point for yeah, most total he's yards. Catching the ball.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's he's playing incredible.
1: So I just think he's so valuable for that team and what he does. And is there a running back playing better right now in the NFL? No. And then Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah. Incredible. Playing awesome.
1: And I to be honest, I'm just going to say, I think he is being underappreciated in the MVP conversation. Well,
0: I think he is as well, and I think he is specifically because, I repeat, Bill O'Brien is a total boob. They're winning games on Deshaun Watson basically alone at this point. Their defense has been playing fine, but Watt goes out. They roll against the Jaguars. Crush them. It wasn't even a game. And, and, and you know, people have been up my ass about Brissett. People have been up our ass about Lamar Jackson. But, like, I'll say it again. Love Deshaun Watson. Don't believe in the Texans. Think they have a whole coach. Yeah. And that's why I have contenders. And that's what the question yesterday, Twerks was talking about playoff contenders. versus. I'm like, contenders are contenders to go to the Super Bowl. That's what the word contenders means to me. Now, we have to go back. I know we, you started off by mentioning Jameis. And since we started off talking about that game, we have to talk about uh, one particular thing. Andy, a lot of talk in our video, a lot of talk around the league, a lot of talk about Bruce Arians, how he's defending Jameis, how a lot of people are defending Jameis. But we have yet another breaking Dirty Sports exclusive. A lot of people saying the one costly turnover Not Jameis Winston's fault. His elbow hit as he dropped back. But Jameis Winston is actually sitting in your bed right now off camera holding a sign saying, that turnover was my fault. I cost us the game. I should be benched. I can see him right there. Wave if you're there, Jameis. Waving back at me. An honor to have an NFL quarterback in the Smuts studio sitting in the bed. Kind of amazing. Just holding a sign saying it was his fault. Yeah. That settles that for all the arguments online about whether or not that turnovers on Jameis. He's here admitting it. Uh, you called him in to uh, explain you off-camera that air quote, the hair the air, the glasses half full of air, not water or some stuff like that. You called him. Nice enough, Jameis, to be here. And uh, now putting on a T-shirt that says, this season is my fault. Jameis, maybe a little too far. But there he is off-camera. With a T-shirt on saying "season is his fault," with a sign holding up a sign saying that the turnover was his fault. So, for all the people that argued it, what well, you know, I, I'd love to. Uh, I would have loved to be wrong, but here I am, right, as Jameis holds a sign saying that this whole thing was on him. So, yeah, we have thanks, Jameis. We'll talk to you after the show. You re- no, relax. No, no, yeah, no. no t- take no, your no. take your shoes off. Yeah, yeah, Andy. Yeah, no, you're good.
1: We only have two mics available today, Jameis. Now
0: there is a chance that it could be Jam- that could be somebody in a Jameis mask. Nope, no, he's pulling at his face. Not a mask. It's clear. It's clearly yeah. his skin that he's touching. Jameis Winston in the smut studio taking blame for the entire season. Big bigger man than I thought he was. Honestly.
1: Well, you know, he texted me last night because we've actually gotten to that point in our relationship. We, yeah. We have exchanged numbers. He was in Seattle, not that far of a flight down to Southern California.
0: You ex- well, you didn't really exchange numbers. You started to figure it out. You had three of the digits and then you put, you pieced the rest together. You started trying different ones. My boy's on one today. <laughs> He's on one today. Uh, Jameis, relax. We'll come back to you. Uh, yeah, but I'm glad you brought up the turnover. We do have Florida State to talk. It'll be nice to get we, him to weigh in there. We do. We do. Yeah. Uh, you know,
1: obviously we watched the game, and it was a great game. Like you said, I predicted it would be close. I remember even if you go back to last week, I took the Seahawks, even though, remember, I said, I think they're going to cover. It, it was a stupid— You, t-
0: you took the Seahawks, C- and the Seahawks did cover?
1: Well, it was six.
0: What did we have it at?
1: Six. They pushed. Oh, really? So it was a push. Wow. Which is interesting. You remember in the old days—not by old days, I mean just a few years ago—they would kick the extra point. Right. But they changed that rule. So we had the line at six, so the Seahawks just pushed. Um, I thought it would be a close game. I made a I made a bet with the dirt ball. He came at me, Drew Meyer. Shout out to Drew,
0: and uh, he bet on the buck straight up, straight up.
1: And I, and I, if you look at
0: my tweet, I responded. James, with, do you want to cover that bet? He's saying no. Okay, saying enough want, of James. I want to cover that. He, bet. He, I mean, we have a, we have an NFL, we have a one-time, uh, we have a one-time replacement Pro Bowler in the studio, yeah. former Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Who for some reason never makes the Heisman? Alternate Pro Bowl. By the way, so by the, the way, not not actually voted into the Pro Bowl, an alternate because somebody couldn't. Make is Jameis
1: it. really a hologram at this point? He's never in the Heisman
0: House commercials. Yeah, because he's too busy. He goes on podcasts and he yeah he sits. Well, well,
1: regardless, it was a great game. Both quarterbacks played great. However, however, and this is to all the Jameis defenders on Twitter and Instagram and wherever you're from. Guys, that fumble is the reason Jameis continues to be a liability. Joe has said this so many times. He puts up great numbers. He played a great game yesterday. A costly turnover. It doesn't matter if his own offensive lineman hit him or if he just lost the ball in thin air. That's not the point. That turnover is 100% on the quarterback. Let's start taking responsibility for our actions in life.
0: He said that. He did he took responsibility for his actions.
1: Are you going to run this the whole show?
0: I might. Yeah. I mean until, until he decides he wants to leave, okay. which he's obviously open to do at any time. But you agree, right? I keeping him here.
1: Right Joe, hop in here. My point is it's a great game. Your quarterback loses a ball whether he was hit or not doesn't matter.
0: I mean, pocket presence is part of being a quarterback. Thank and, you. And, and feeling the pocket collapse around you, whether it's your own offensive lineman, whether it's a defensive lineman coming from – like, we're not talking about a, you know, a, a, a J.J. Watt, a Lawrence Taylor, some guy. He's, he's reaching back to pass and somebody – Blows him you know, up. Blows him up. Somebody yeah. reaches, you know, a, a full arm's length away and gets their hand on the ball. I mean – His elbow bumped his offensive lineman because the pocket collapsed on him and he didn't do anything whatsoever in terms of moving. And he uh, openly admits that here in the Smut Studio, and we appreciate him being, you know, a bigger man to do that.
1: Now, Jameis' offensive line sucks. Okay. No disagreement there. But there's something I want to bring up.
0: We don't have to go too deep in this game, Andy. I think this game was... Yeah.
1: No, 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 but, but it's, just, it's just comparing th- some things. Because we're talking quarterbacks, and because we talked Deshaun Watson, we're going to talk Russell Wilson. 30 sacks the most in the NFL is what Jameis, he's been sacked 30 times. Now, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson get sacked a lot. And I agree, you've said this, they get sacked too much. So, Russell Wilson has been sacked 21 times, and Deshaun Watson has been sacked 25 times. So, they're all getting sacked a lot. Russell's been getting sacked maybe one less time a game, which isn't that much. Would you, would, you, would, you, would you agree after
0: eight games? Yeah, I mean, sure.
1: But my point is this. There's a difference, Joe. They both they all have not the best offensive lines. The, the Seahawks and the Texans continue to win. Now, I know the Bucs' defense sucks. So does the Seahawks, for the record. And that's something I do want to talk about. But my point is this, guys. Those guys are getting sacked a lot. They're still winning games. Maybe... All those sacks, and you're still losing games. It, maybe the quarterback is responsible for that. That's all I'm saying. The Bucks' defense sucks. They suck. Yeah. The Seahawks' defense sucks. Yeah. I, I'm going to say this on record right now. If you're a Seahawks fan, you're 7-2, and two, your defense, you know is going to have to win you games is Russell Wilson. And I like his receiving core right now. I like Metcalf. That was a great draft pick. Lockett is a top-five receiver in the NFL in yards. But you have questioned Russell, and that's fine. And I think this is going to be the year of all his years. Agreed? Where you say, look, dude, if the Seahawks want to do anything in the playoffs, it's not going to be their their defense is giving up 26 points a game, which is 22nd in the NFL. So they're they're a bottom-half defense. It's going to be on the offense. And we'll see. You could be right. I could be right. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, moving right along, Joe Prano. We were talking to Sean Watson. He played great yesterday. He gave a great shout-out to uh,
0: Popeyes. Popeyes chicken sandwich.
1: Love that. Yep. Very funny. Love that interview. The Jags. I want to talk about the Jags for a minute. Okay. I, I have liked watching Minshew. He finally had an
0: awful game.
1: Four turnovers. He ended the game on a turnover. Three picks.
0: How many of them on him? Just kidding. That's not a real thing.
1: (laughs) 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 That's not a real thing. It was tough to watch. I got up early. I set my alarm for 6.30 a.m. I watched the entire game in London. So I got to ask this question. I've said you got to stick with Minshew. He played a really bad game, though. Nick Foles, they have a bye. The Nick Foles supposedly will be back. What do you do? You are Tom Coughlin, or you whoever's making this decision down in Jacksonville.
0: I'm starting Nick Foles, like I said yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and I'm starting Nick Foles not because I don't believe in Minshew. If they like, I'm actually starting Foles only if I truly believe in Minshew, because the the Jags are not making a push to make a playoffs this year. I mean, they're they're not out of it by any means, but like yeah. the the idea again. In the NFL, Super Bowl, or Bust League, you making the playoffs is great if you think that you can get in there and do something. But if I'm the Jags, and I believe in Minshew, and I believe that we can have a quarterback on a rookie deal the next couple of years, reload our defense, have Fournette, add some weapons on offense, and contend, then I'm showcasing Nick Foles and I'm showcasing Nick Foles for teams out there who may be desperate for a quarterback. I know that Josie Brisket is the savior in Indianapolis, and I know that they have a veteran backup in Brian Hoyer. But Frank Reich won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Okay, Uh, You've got a disaster situation in Chicago with a good defense. There are teams out there. That need a quarterback desperately. That will pay. I mean, we're not that far removed from, you know, uh, Mike Glennon getting a fucking massive deal. So if I'm the Jags, I showcase Nick Foles for one of those teams, and I say, "Hey, take his twenty million dollars off of our books. We're good with Minshew. We're going to rebuild with a rookie quarterback." So that's an interesting
1: take. I like your your take. Isn't about the on the field. It's about building for the future and also trade leverage.
0: Yeah, because you know you could believe in Foles, and you could want Foles to be the future quarterback of the Jags, but are the Jags close to contending where they're going to do it in the next couple of Nick Foles seasons? I think a lot of people agree that the Bears' sole problem is at quarterback right now.
1: Yeah, I, and I would—I'd be one of them.
0: I mean, they they have weapons. They have an insane defense.
1: But is their defense insane?
0: I mean, it's good. I, I think they have a ton of playmakers on their defense. It's and not I, last year's. Right, but I also think that that is something that can change from week to week, being inspired, that we're, if we keep us in this game, we have a chance to win. Yeah. And I know... Everybody's sick and tired of hearing about me bring up fucking Eli Manning, but that, is, that was the recipe for the New York Giants defense. 17th, 25th, and then it's like, hey, we're going to be in these games. Let's fucking go. And the Bears have the talent on defense. So if I'm the Jags, even if it's a couple of games, I'm showing what Nick Foles can do. Yeah. Because I would be on the phone to the Bears immediately. But the trade deadline is past. I know. But again, you're not competing for something this year. You're talking next year. I'm talking about what is your decision if you're the Jags. If your decision is, we aren't contending this year, we don't know who our quarterback is next year, then maybe you keep looking at Minshew and you replace him with Foles whenever, you know, it, it, like you, you've given up. But if your thing is, We like Minshew. Yeah. We're going to ride with Minshew. We're going to ride with a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. We need to get rid of Foles, and we need to get value for him. Then showcase him.
1: I guess my response would be, do we need to showcase Nick Foles? He won a Super Bowl. He marched through the playoffs. He won another playoff game last year. He played well when he filled in for Carson Wentz last year to get them into the playoffs. I guess my response would be, me as as a casual fan or somebody who watches
0: the game, I don't need that. Out of sight, out of mind.
1: I know how I know what Nick Foles can do.
0: But do you know what he can do enough that you're making a trade for him if you're the Bears or you're the Colts in the offseason?
1: I think if you I think if you are the GM or the personnel running the Chicago Bears and you haven't seen enough to know that Nick Foles is a much better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky, you should not be managing football or making these kind of calls.
0: Because so you're just so what is the plan then? You're just you keep Foles on the bench for twenty million dollars and you just see what Minshew gives you because you're not sure what your quarterback situation is.
1: I don't is? know. And for the record, I was Minshew all the way, but just from yesterday, I know it's one game. I wouldn't mind if they started Foles. I, I
0: would do it just as an evaluation of your quarterbacks. Okay, with, fair enough. If the season you know, it's not over, but I, I just don't think that they're fair going enough. on a Super Bowl run.
1: Yeah, no, and I agree with you. And by the way, that doesn't bother me one bit. If the Jags decide to go with Nick Foles, I have no problem with that. Now in Chicago, I think I'm glad you brought them up, Reno. It's a disaster, guys. We are now in year three of this Mitchell Trubisky experiment, and there's no other way to put it. It's just not working. And and I think you see this in life. It, to me, this is the this is the relationship you have with somebody. You're dating somebody. We've all been there, by the way. It's not working. You keep trying to make it work, and it consistently doesn't work. And at some point, there comes your ego just letting it go, admitting you're wrong. Dude, they messed up big time. Let me just review that draft real quickly. The 2017 draft.
0: Oh, this is just Bears fans going to kill themselves.
1: The 2017 draft went, I'm just going to read the top like 15 picks. Miles Garrett, Mitchell Trubisky, Solomon Thomas, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Jamal Adams, Mike Williams, Christian McCaffrey went eighth, John Ross of the Bengals ninth, Mahomes tenth, Marshawn Lattimore eleventh, Deshaun Watson twelfth. Um let me see if there's any is there any other quarterbacks that went and then uh no, not in the first round. Obviously I don't need to remind the Bears that Watson and Mahomes and Mahomes went tenth and twelfth but that's yeah that's got to be a tough one to swallow that's just you know that's got I, I like but at some point you have to just like I said admit
0: yo man we messed this up or you could you know ride or die for a couple more years like our boy over here
1: do but, you think do you think that's what it is in all seriousness what is it is it Take sports out of it. Let's just talk about the human mind and psychology. Like, is it the ego? Is it just not wanting to admit, yo, man, we fucked well, up. Well, also,
0: what is a Bears option right now? That's a good question. And I, I think sometimes that tends to be where your ego gets in the way, too, is you've provided yourself with what else do we do here? We're punting on the season right now. We're putting in a back. Like, I don't even know. Who's the Bears' backup? I don't know. Oh, we we saw it's
1: uh Chase Daniels.
0: Right. So, like you you didn't exactly put yourself in a position where you're like, yeah, we can go to this guy and still win. like this isn't Bridgewater behind Breeze. This isn't, you know, like again, I hate to say it because you know, we are now 3 years removed from it, but I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about the last couple of years. Mitchell Trubisky running the run-pass option being the only time he's ever effective. Colin Kaepernick is just out there in a in a city that deals with, like, violent racial issues literally every day. I'm not saying the Bears should have signed Colin Kaepernick last week, but I'm also saying, like, the only way your team has ever been effective was playing Colin Kaepernick's style offense— And you had what? Fucking Mike Glendon backing him up?
1: To say how bad it is, this stat sums it up. Guys, he's averaging 173 passing yards a game. You know who else is averaging, you know, something like that his last few games? We already talked about it. Lamar Jackson. But here's the difference. Lamar Jackson is also running the ball. Trubisky can't run the ball like Lamar Jackson. Guys, 170—in today's NFL, you are not winning games with your quarterback averaging 173 passing yards a game. No. That's awful. And yeah, and you're right. The season's done for them. So they got to figure out something. I want to talk about another difficult quarterback situation. Cleveland,
0: the Browns. I can't believe they lost yesterday. Everybody loves it. Everybody like people say it never happens. Painter never does it. I was wrong. Browns stink. I was wrong. Browns. I thought the Browns were going to be good. The Freddie Kitchens hire was the first thing that gave me a little bit of pause. But this is this is a- a- atrocious. They're undisciplined. They have no offensive personality. They have no defensive personality. They there's already infighting. They're cutting guys who are fucking angry, tweeting at people. Odell's pouting on the sideline. You know, Jarvis Landry's getting like 11 targets to Odell Beckham's four. Like, Baker Mayfield is dressed up as Inspector Gadget meets a fucking stolen watch salesman. Can we talk about that? Columbo. Can we talk about that? When's the last time fucking somebody wore a trench coat? What what are you, a Columbine shooter? And by the way, I wish Baker Mayfield was one of the Columbine shooters. There would be a lot more kids alive. That guy can't hit anything.
1: Shots fired, literally. I have not laughed so hard at NFL memes in so long. Yeah. I sat in my apartment last night and just scrolled through different sports websites and Twitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <to> <laughs> I was legitimately laughing out loud seeing all the memes. Fucking ruining our mustache game, by the way. Bro. What is Baker doing with the Bro. fucking split? He's he's a wannabe Minshew.
1: I've said this forever.
0: Oh, how the tides have turned! Minshew starts the year on the bench, and nobody now Baker Mayfield is a wannabe Minshew. I I tweeted that a month ago. Yeah, he is, because because here's the thing about Minshew. Minshew's likable,
1: he's charming. Baker's none of those things. Like like Baker, he came out. You know his facial hair changed three times yesterday. Did you know that? No. He went into the stadium with a beard. Then he shaved it into the uh, Fu Manchu, and then after the game he had the mustache. He
0: didn't do it. Mechanical arms came out of his trench coat. And <laughs> shaved it for him. Swipe.
1: Has anyone done the Inspector Gadget besides you? Everyone. I don't know. Everyone was doing the Home Alone jokes, which, yeah. which
0: were funny. Home Alone, Columbo. Inspector
1: Gadget. They are a train wreck. Dude, I looked up. I was like, I was like, what's the Browns doing offense? I,
0: whenever I think Inspector Gadget, too, I'm just thinking, like, uh, is fucking Baker Mayfield is inspector Gadget? Meanwhile, Colin Cowherd's in his office, like, petting a cat. Like, <laughs> I knew it would never last.
1: <laughs> the Browns' offense, I, I'm just going to see if you can get closest. Guess what they're averaging this year? Points per game. That offense with those weapons 13.9. I mean, you're a little off. 19. Okay. But still. I went low because yeah. I figured you went re- is the right style. You went real low. But they're not even averaging 20 points a game. And here's another pick. Remember I wanted to go Denver, and then Twerks told me that one of the 4,000 Allen brothers was starting at quarterback? And I said, no, there's no way. Guys, they weren't even, like, they were never winning in that game, I don't no. think. No, no. It was bad. And I want to bring up another point about Baker real quick. And this is a legitimate point. It's funny, but it's a legitimate point. at At what, at what point, do the sponsors stop running ads with him? I'm being serious. Yeah. I think of an athlete. Michael Magid was over here last night. We were discussing this, and we couldn't think of one. Think of an athlete that had so many different national commercials running at the same time that also had such a stinker of a season. Can you think of one? We've had guys get traded where they can't, or commercials maybe get awkward because they're in a uniform. He's on the Hulu commercials. He's obviously on the Progressive. He does a lot of the Heisman House commercials. If you're Hulu, I'm being dead serious. At what point do you say, man, the Browns stand? I mean, at
0: what point are you, uh, if you're Baker Mayfield, do you ask Hulu to stop reminding people that they can watch live sports because you don't want people tuning into your games? (laughs) Like Hulu, it's on the live sports day. You know what I mean?
1: But, right, don't you think Hulu, maybe some of their marketing and – Media people and promotional people are saying, look, man, the Browns are 2-6. and Baker's leading the NFL in mean, It would be
0: like Hurts going with OJ commercials still.
1: Which they should do, by the
0: way. Yeah. Bring Hurts back with OJ. Just Hurts, like OJ running through the airport again, jumping over people. Are those people in the airport sleeping that he's jumping over, or did he murder them? Do you think that would be bad PR if Hurts ran OJ commercials? I mean... Yeah, probably bad. I mean, it'd be great PR. Like, there's no such thing as bad press, right? But, I mean, they would get canceled. Immediately. Canceled.
1: Yeah, but would there be a person out there who says, I'm not using Hurts because they had OJ. In a oh, a thousand people.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Look at me. Look at me. I'm such an OJ stan. I just think everybody thinks like me. Yeah, you're right. People would lose their goddamn minds. You want to talk? Uh, God, I love these, I love these quarterback conversations. Prano gets me turned. Let's talk about the Colts. You took a dig earlier. Let's talk about Jacoby Brissett. He gets injured. The Colts take a tough L in Pittsburgh. Missed field goal at the end by Vinatieri. Hoyer fills in. He played pretty well, decently well, minus that awful pick six to uh, Minka Fitzpatrick.
0: Uh, look, the Colts played every. Colts game that they've played the game comes down to you know another like literally the same as last game it comes down to a ventiary field goal for the win they've got it was what third and one was it on the play before third and four like what I forget what the thing but we were watching it and they line up in a fucking this isn't even you know when I say high school they line up in a middle school <laughs> formation They run a dive. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't, like, Hoyer, Brisket, Brissett, whatever the fuck his name is. Third and one, game on the line. I mean, you're not even getting, you're not even, you don't even trust your quarterback enough to, like, snap it in the shotgun to him. You don't even trust your, you're just going straight dive handoff and you're settling for a Venetieri has to kick another game winner. Which, by the way, is hard. Okay? Now, yeah, didn't I- help that the laces were in and all that. He missed it by a fucking mile, first of all. But, again, this is what I said about the Colts. Your strategy can't be, let's run dive plays and leave Venetieri with a game winner for playoff games in a row. You're not going to win... Four well, three-point games in a
1: row. Well, my point is this on that play. And obviously, Frank Reich is a great head coach. He led the Eagles offense to a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, but in the Super Bowl, he's running fucking... But hold on. Hold on. In the Super Bowl, he's running plays where tight ends are coming in fucking motion and throwing passes to Nick Foles. No, I agree. And, and, and The reason I led with that was... I'm not saying I
1: know, I'm smarter than Frank Reich when it comes to... Football. I'm clearly not. I'm just a dude on a couch in Venice Beach. However, we said this yesterday in the apartment, Joe. I, we don't, I don't understand when it's that close why more teams don't just run a QB sneak. If you don't get it on third and one, run it again on fourth and one. Like,
0: I mean, you're obviously not running it on fourth and one there when you have to kick for the win on fourth down. Sure, but I'm just saying in general in a lot of these games, when you have fourth and a foot, fourth
1: and a yard, fourth and half a yard, third and half a yard, I why do more teams not do the quarterback sneak? I don't get it. Especially now that you can push the quarterback. If if your team, if, if you say to your O-lineman, if you guys can't get a yard or a foot or whatever it is, once or twice, then, then you don't deserve the first down.
0: I, I mean, to me... Uh you know, it happens a lot. It happened in the Colts' win over the Chiefs. It happened in the Colts' loss yesterday. It happened, in the, it happened in the Detroit Lions' loss to the Raiders. I just feel like coaches put themselves in a position where they commit to one play, and when that play goes haywire, you're fucked. Like, the end of that Lions game, you're running a play— f- Fourth and one, you're running a play action where— Stafford has to blind spin across his body and then there's going to be two options there. I just don't understand where you, when you have one play for one yard why you're not snapping the ball to your quarterback and having him have pass options. Hoyer ran for a first down earlier in that game. Stafford's pretty good with his feet like when you spread it out just a little bit and have a quarterback throw, if it's not there, we're talking about going and diving for uh, through the line for one yard. Yeah, like I, I like play action in those situations, but I don't like play action where you're loading, you're 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 running a big package dive play action, and I don't love running a just a straight up dive. I just feel like if you trust your quarterback. Put the ball in your quarterback's hands and let them make a play. And game in and game out. Frank Reich's not doing that with his quarterbacks. Sometimes it's working. Sometimes it's not working. It came down to them having to stuff, you know, a a shitty dive call by Andy Reid in the Chiefs game. It came down to them dive playing and then kicking a 50-yarder for the win last week. It comes down to a dive play fail and then missing the field goal this week. I just think you're doing a terrible job of putting yourself in a position to win. Now, here's the thing. Matt Patricia, exposed, should kill himself. Andy Reid, like, Andy Reid's done this many times. You have Patrick Mahomes. What are you doing? I think Frank Reich, as we said in the Super Bowl, is fucking going hog wild with Nick Foles. Most creative offense we've seen in the Super Bowl in I don't know how fucking long. And now he's got brisket, and, and Hoyer, and he goes into, let's fucking go off tackle to win the game. It, it just seems uninspired, and it just seems to me, like I've been saying, that he doesn't trust his quarterbacks in that situation. He'd rather go, if we don't get it, we're going to kick a field goal over the win. I don't trust these guys not to take a sack, not to throw a pick, not to make a bad play.
1: Well, it was a huge loss for them because now they're out of first place. And the Texans moved into first place, and that's going to be a tough division. All yeah. those games are tough.
0: You're going to want that to be a a home wild card game. Oh yeah. By the way, they're now, I believe, the sixth seed. Correct. So, they went from being in first place and like people talking about, oh, they're the two seed, they're going to get a bye, to look people like Pittsburgh wins that game. Pittsburgh's four and four now. People are people are coming up on the bottom half of that playoff picture people are going to want that spot yeah is brissett playing next week and honestly here's the thing when you watched hoyer did you feel like they took a huge step back when brian hoyer entered the game as to what they've been doing the entire year running the shit out of the ball throwing flat passes to tight ends ends?
1: i'll be honest as as someone who's who's come on the brissett train no i agree i I didn't feel I didn't feel like, oh, they're screwed. Or, hey, this is a huge drop-off for the Colts.
0: No, I didn't feel that at all. So then there's, I I think to me, you know... I think Hoyer is a very, and he's shown it throughout his career, Hoyer
1: is a very capable backup. I, I would put him in the same sphere as Matt Moore. And I said this, remember, when Matt Moore... I said this, I think we almost disagreed, way earlier in the year. I said I think Matt Moore, before Mahomes got injured, I was like, oh, he had some all right years with the Dolphins. Like, I think he's a capable backup. And he's also showing in Kansas City through two games now, granted they were home games, still, against two good defenses, the Packers and the Vikings, Matt Moore is a good, capable backup.
0: Also, I hate the Kansas City Chiefs' chances of winning the Super Bowl if Matt Moore stays a quarterback. Well, I do too, Joe. Right. Right. And that's literally all I've been saying all year with Colts fans who are now in my mentions threatening me. All I'm saying is, like, if you don't think there's a huge drop-off between Brissette and Hoyer, are you also saying there's not a huge drop-off between Locke and Hoyer? Because I'm saying there is. And that's all I've said. There's a huge drop-off at quarterback. And the difference between this team being a contender and not a contender is the huge drop-off that they took at quarterback to start the year. But
1: sports are weird. Again, I always come back to this. There there might be a, a drop-off, but I don't know. Sometimes the team
0: rallies around guys.
1: And that's and that's what I always like to point out. Because that was always the argument to bring it back to Nick Foles with Carson Wentz. For some reason, the Eagles... Rallied around Nick
0: Foles. So Hoyer comes in yesterday. Hoyer keeps him in the game. Hoyer plays well, well enough two, to win. I agree. Two, two touchdowns. He had the one bad interception. But that also is, is there the... an argument for extending Hoyer right now? No, but there's... okay, great, I agree.
1: But but hold on, <laughs> but hold on a second. The, I agree. Hold on a second. The, the the Hoyer pick six is also the difference in that game. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is throwing a pick six like that. In my opinion, I don't think he's making that decision. I think I think he's maybe a little smarter
0: quarterback. And again, and I don't I don't hate Hoyer, but yeah, that was a tough loss for them. And also, it was a two point loss to a t- to a line that came down to Pittsburgh minus one and a half right before the game started. Vegas saw it happening. Vegas doesn't. Vegas isn't all in on the Brissett bandwagon either.
1: No, they're not. Let's keep.
0: They had fucking. Uh, you know. Who did I say? The great Gazoo as a one and a half point favorite. Mason over, Rudolph. Yeah, over, over Bruscoli and the Colts. I want to talk. Jacob
1: or we uh, just talk Jacoby Brissett. Jimmy G. Jimmy G.
0: Jimmy G. had his fuck. Jimmy G. had a Thursday, huh?
1: Bro, I'm just saying. Like we've talked a lot, of quarterbacks. Obviously, you and I love talking quarterbacks and having those discussions on this show. Jimmy G. had a great game four touchdown game over 300 yards and he had to play well because his D had a two touchdown lead but then they got a little shaky at the end I was I was sweating a little. Are you
0: I know let's hold off on the quarterback situation. Are you feeling any sort of uh regret about the massive Cliff Kingsbury trashing where I mean that was that was your real soapbox I was this wrong. Off season.
1: I was wrong I'm gonna say it right now on air I was wrong I, I stood on a soapbox I destroyed Cliff Kingsbury. I said he didn't win in college. He's not going to win the pros. Now, they're 3-5-1. and one. They're not killing it. However, right. I'm, already, I'm ready to admit I was wrong. And, uh, dude, here's the thing about Kyler Murray, and then we'll get to Jimmy G. You know what I like about Kyler Murray? Obviously, he can run the ball, and he's elusive in the pocket. Kyler Murray, in my opinion, from what I've seen, has already learned, and I'm going to give credit to Cliff Kingsbury on this. He has already learned to get his butt on the ground. Yeah. If you watch those Cardinals games... And I've again. I watch all the goddamn games. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a. Oh, look at the press. You know, look at the box score, guys. I have no life. I watch these games anyway. He gets on the ground when he should. He's already learning. And again, I give the credit to Kingsbury. However, Kingsbury is also making some rookie head coach moves. I put. I posted those. He calls the timeout. Yeah. Before they get stopped they get stuffed in the in the 1 yard line and then the next play they run a touchdown or they throw for a touchdown and then he also calls he does a bad challenge to lose a timeout in that game but but I like Murray's not putting up the best numbers but again I like what I'm seeing they've won 3 games I did not see that and uh yeah Kings Kingsbury is holding his own as an NFL coach so I was wrong but Jimmy G now Look there's a lot of questions about him and you're right everyone's still doing it man you know, I love me some Dion Sanders. I love watching Dion on uh NFL primetime and uh,
0: I love that you love Dion too. I love Dion. You love Dion. We've all we all love Dion. It's hard not to love Dion. And I love it because you you are like you're like a Dion disciple. You're like following Dion. You'll you're always gonna be like, Dion saying this, Dion saying that. And the one thing I love is you constantly update me. With Dion's love and support of my boy Eli Mary. Oh,
1: I, I, I'm telling you, a lot of you guys don't have cable. Nobody has cable. I'm like one of the few remaining people. Dion loves Eli maybe more than Prano. He said last night on NFL primetime when they asked about the Giants Cowboys game, he said, Do you give him a shot? And he goes, Yeah. And I think they can win that game if Eli's playing. He loves Eli.
0: I know. But he also
1: but he also loves Brady.
0: Yeah. I, I mean I love Dion and I and I love his love of Eli,
1: but Dion even Dion himself, he's still saying
0: you know, the question mark is Jimmy G, and I agree with Dion as well. And and I I'll, I'll say this: Jimmy G showed me something in the Arizona game. He was cool he
1: had, and calm in the pocket.
0: He had a couple of incredible throws. Um, he played really well. He had his first test in terms of like he needed to get a big third down late in the game. He needed to make whatever. But I'm also on. Cardinals have been surprisingly good. Cardinals have a nice, you know, start to the Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury uh era. It's still the Cardinals. True. Jimmy G in the next 3 weeks has two huge games coming up and a third uh, the third game being a rematch versus the Cardinals. He's got Seahawks
1: Monday Night Football.
0: I believe in Seattle
1: or is I that in looked. San Francisco?
0: Might be in Seattle. I think it's in Seattle. Then uh, the Cardinals again. Then the Packers. And I believe that one's in San Francisco or Santa Clara. Those to me, it's like how they do coming out of those three games and how Jimmy G performs in those games. Because I'm, I, I'm not a Jimmy G hater by any means. I'm simply saying. I need to see... It's in San Francisco,
1: by the way. Yeah. The Seahawks game.
0: Okay. I need to see Jimmy G under pressure. I need to see Jimmy G down late in the game. Yeah. I need to see him with his back against the wall make a play. Now, that, that might not happen. The Niners are good enough. That might not happen until you playoff time. Look... The Niners are good enough defensively, and the way they're running the ball. That may never happen. Yeah, without him winning, with him winning a Super Bowl. That's fine, but that doesn't mean that he's not my question mark until I see that. I need to see a guy who's essentially a rookie quarterback in a lot of regards, while still being in the league a long time and being under Belichick and whatever. But he again, he started less games than Baker Mayfield has. I need to see when the going gets tough, and. Yesterday or Thursday was a big step. He, yeah. I thought he looked I thought he looked great. I thought he played great. He had the one throw into the end zone, which was like he, he had multiple throws where he threw it to guys before they left their breaks and they ended up being perfect passes. And look, then of course he's showing that he's got he that he's got QB one in his blood when he's throwing fucking full on game at Aaron Andrews who I believe is married. She's married. She's married to an NHL player. Yeah, not for long. An NHL player. You got a handsome Jimmy.
1: I'll tell you what man, when he called her baby and that look back, which I'm sure you guys have all the seen. The look back. Yeah. He runs into
0: the player on the car- on the uh, yeah. Cardinals. And then he smoothly sheds that hit. He's like he like barely I you, he was holding his helmet. You know he didn't fumble his helmet, Jameis. Sorry, but like, he, he, he doesn't know that guy's there. He bumps him. You don't see him go, ah, the helmet comes loose. He takes that hit. He kind of rolls off. He's kind of got a little embarrassed smirk on his face. Still throwing eye game back. I'm not going to lie.
1: I wanted to have sex with Jimmy G after that. A good looking Italian man, your people. Yep. Played an amazing game. Jimmy Jimmy G was so good that night on and off the field. And then I went out with Joe Prano on Halloween, and I could not have been worse.
0: Yeah, you were too high. Oh my and god. I couldn't even talk to women. I, and you you couldn't talk like you were Sam Darnold. You were seeing ghosts. Yes, I was. You're like, at one point you're like, There's no cute girls here. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like where what like this place is full of cute girls, and you go you literally go. Is it? Is it? I'm like, what are you seeing out there?
1: I was next level stone. Full cougar. Yeah, I, I went full cougar. At one point
0: took off your oxygen mask. Almost for my wife and kids out of rooster fish, sir. I don't know what happened. I don't and know. And then you were so off your game, this is something I've done for many a people never thought I'd have to do with with Andy Ruther. You're just You never ba- did do this until this night. You're backing yourself into corners and whatever. I you're 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 the only part of that Jimmy G clip you are is the part where he bumps into guys. That's it. You're just bumping into guys. You're not throwing AM. I had to start just saying, "Girls, hey, this is my friend Andy. He wants to talk to you." Yeah, but you and know, then you were going into those awful. You were just like you you, you couldn't couldn't engage. I couldn't talk. You were you were a maverick post goose. I couldn't talk, bro. You're like, I'll fire when I'm goddamn good and ready. I was like, geez, you don't have to yell at me.
1: But that's how I am. Please don't do that. You, you know why? That you know how bad that makes the guy look. When you just say to a girl, "My friend wants to talk to you," what do you think that girl's thinking? She's thinking.
0: She's thinking. No, I-
1: no. This is what she's. Let me let me say my point first. She's thinking. Wow, this loser, this grown ass man dressed like Lieutenant Dangle, can't even talk to me on his own. His friend has to say, "My friend wants to talk to you," and you're doing this without me even seeing. Like when we were at townhouse, I didn't even know girls were standing in back of me, and you'd be like, "Yo, my friend wants to talk to you," and then suddenly.
0: First of all, I think in most of those situations, those girls know fully that I've created this out of nowhere. Do they? Yeah. Because a lot of them, you were standing right up against groups of girls. just like shaking with highness, not even talking to anybody. Dude, I was and so I'm baked. And then i just swinging you around and going, like, this guy wants to talk to you. They're like, this guy who's just been standing here high? I-, I haven't even seen him say a word to anybody. Also, I'm just getting you in the game, bro. Yeah, but. You know me. It's like it's like going in. It's like me going. It's like a show up on Fourth of July in Coney Island. Me going, my boy wants to fucking participate in the hot dog eating contest. You are like, what? I don't look. You are gonna eat. You are gonna get some hot dogs. You might not win the fucking thing, but you are gonna eat some hot dogs. I know, but my thing with hitting on, you girls, got a free hot dog coming to you, bud.
1: I know, but here is my thing. I I told you this the next day on the phone, right? I like it on my terms.
0: I like to engage. Be the initiator. All I'm saying is it was Halloween. It was your fifth Halloween of the week. I was so stoned, man. And you're, you're like, I, I feel like, I'm going to say it. Say it. I feel like you uh, you were out of gas. I feel like you wasted your Halloween gas earlier in the week. And this is why you go out on Halloween okay. for Halloween. Okay. So you're like, no, I don't know. It's my fifth Halloween. Maybe I should get stoned for this one. Maybe I should like whatever. I will like,
1: make an admission. I will make an admission. Because I think I'm pretty honest The other two nights that I went out I talked with way more girls I engaged with way more girls I initiated Like this night, you're right And and I said that Last week was a crazy week for us though With all the stuff happening With Burner Accounts and Jameis1of1 I was gassed And I should not have eaten that edible Before I went out Because you're right I was just done And I wanted no part of it and you shamed me to stay out until about ten minutes before the bar closed, and then you went on social media and shamed me in front of all the dirt balls.
0: Well, I'm just saying I was shamed for like not doing Halloween. Meanwhile, I went out on Halloween. I stayed out till they threw me out of the bar. I fully Halloweened. I was in a banana costume. Great costume, by the way. Thanks. Banana in a bag. It's like Be- it's like a, It's just like a break in case of emergency costume. But everybody loves it. Yeah, it was weird. I think, I think one thing was it just seems like I'm seven feet tall. Oh, my God.
1: Bro, try being knee-deep in an edible. I kept saying to Michael Madgett, I was like, yo, is it just me? You were on the dance floor? I was like, and you know, I had my sunglasses on, too, so I couldn't see anything. I was like, Pran-. that's what I was saying. I was like, Prano looks like an NBA player out there. <laughs> what, what is happening? Yeah. What is going on? But I did go full Sam Darnold. Yeah, And here's the thing, guys. Never go full Sam Darnold. He now has nine turnovers in three weeks. It's only year two? My, my problem, though, and I said this going in, we were lucky. We live out here. We got to watch him play a lot. And I watch a little more college football than you. I watched Sam Darnold play at SC. We, we actually got to see him play an amazing game in the Rose Bowl against Penn State. But my number one complaint about Darnold was, at SC, he turns the damn ball over too much.
0: I, look, I'm, I'm certainly not a Sam Darnold defender by any means. Could we talk about something that just, like, is not talked about? It's like, I have been saying this for years, and it's not talked uh, enough about. Adam Gase is the head coach of the New York Jets, and everybody always points to the same thing. As Adam Gase's like signature mom, this is how you know Adam Gase. He's a fraud. Is a, is a, this, some offensive genius? Look what he did with Cutler and the Bears. This is like saying that OJ Simpson. You should hire OJ to be a knife salesman. Like, look at what he did in the in the Nicole Brown a, He used it to murder people. Yeah. How is that the biggest fraud in the NFL in a long time? He is. You're pointing to the Jay Cutler Bears as the reason that a guy should be the coach of the Dolphins, the coach of the Jets. We made $1,000, never paid, fuck you, Mac. Because I was basing this solely on Gase and Cutler together for the Dolphins? What a train wreck. And now you're going, Darnold, how was Gase not fired yesterday? How is Adam Gase the coach of the Jets? You know, You bring up a
1: great point, and I'm glad because I wanted to bring that up. It's the same thing. Like, why are these people getting opportunities that don't deserve them? Adam Gase didn't do anything.
0: I mean, no one was even raped or anything under Adam Gase's thing. Like, that, that was the Bill O'Brien thing. Look what he did post-rape. He won eight games. Like, So so
1: you're telling me Adam Gase is sitting on his legacy, the offensive coordinator one year for the Bears, and then his first year with the Dolphins, they did make the playoffs. They went 10-6. and six. So, So since then... They went 6-10, and ten. his third year at the Dolphins, they went 7-9, and nine. then he leaves, now he's 1-7. So so again, we're sitting on what he did in 2016, or in 2015 as the Bears offensive, Adam Case is not a good coach. He's just not a good coach. If he was a good coach, they'd have better winning records, they'd have more W's.
0: And, this and, th- and and the other thing is, you got a Sam Darnold. You got, uh, like you said, a, a guy turns the ball over the lot, bit of a gunslinger in college, comes into the NFL, put him in a position to not have to do that. Like, like the idea that you're going, yeah, just fucking chuck the shit out of the ball all the time. It's like, ha- have development. That Develop it, Darnold.
1: That interception, oh, it's cringeworthy. The one he threw at the goal line yesterday, yeah. That that's it's almost I almost get embarrassed watching it. You feel bad for the guy, and again I I think we both agree. There's no ill feelings towards Sam Darnold as a person,
0: but it's not a good situation right now. Are the Jets better right now if Ryan Fitzpatrick was their quarterback the whole season? Yes, yes. For all the Jets fans out there who. But what does that mean, though? I'm just saying, for all the Jets fans out there, the Jets are on the verge of playoffs. 10-6 team a couple of years ago. Jets fans wanted to fucking throw everybody under the bus, and here we go. We're going to fucking do this, and we're going to get Darnold, and Darnold's the future, and blah, 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 blah. Kyle Aronofsky, stop getting tattoos right now. We're going to need some skin, bro. We're going to need some skin. What's your bet with uh, Kyle Aronofsky? If a Jets quarterback doesn't win 10 games, the quarterback... Personally, not the team. One quarterback for a season wins 10 games. He has to get Ryan Fitzpatrick's bearded face tattooed on him. And if he does, he gets to fucking come here to the show and, you know, some other. I, 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 I got, and I got to drink like a 70 ounce. Wait, you make all these bets with Dunkin' Donuts coffee or something like that. Without telling me? Again, it's a great bet when you know you're not going to lose. Wait, wait a second. What is the time frame? This, I, think, I think it was like 10 years. I think we're on like year three here.
1: I think Kyle's going to win that bet. You think
0: they're going to win 10 games? You're saying in the next, let's say, seven years. Obviously, this year is cool. last. Go, go, look, go look at the Jets last decade. How many times do you think they've won 10 games? They did it a few times with Sanchez, right? The, I mean, I'm just saying the last decade. It's 2019, bro.
1: You you gave him a 10 year window. I think it was 10
0: year. I don't remember exactly. I'm going to trust uh I'm going to trust Kyle on the...
1: the The Jets won 10 games in 2015. They won 10 That ga- was
0: that was the Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick year. They won
1: 10 games in 2010. They won 10 games in
0: 2006. Well, you now you're already you're already 13 years back.
1: Yeah, with Chad Pennington.
0: So 2009 but you said 2010. So in the last ten years, yeah. But odds aren't
1: on your side, Joe. Because look, l- let's, let's just go twenty years back. So they won ten games in 2001. I'm just going to name the quarterback.
0: But, for, for, but the odds aren't in my favor. How long? The, I mean, the the Tampa Bay Bucks are in year five. Jameis, I'm sorry, you know, lay back down. They're in year five of the Jameis Winston experiment.
1: Yeah, and they won't win ten
0: games. Who won't win ten games? I'm saying within five years, obviously the Bucs aren't
1: winning ten games this year. They literally can't.
0: Right, but I'm saying how long? How many more years do we have? Darnold. They they haven't fired Gase yet. So so we're looking at year four, new quarter, new coach, with Darnold. Like, I think the odds are in my favor. Plus, then the guy's got to stay healthy all year. What's what
1: really helps your bet is that uh, that other team in the division, the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. But let's be honest, Brady's on his way out. Dude, you know, I I need to find out. Let us know, Kyle. I'm curious how long this bet was. I still like his odds in 10 years. But you're also saying it can't be one quarterback wins six games, one wins four.
0: I mean, Sam Darnold wasn't winning 10 games this year the second he got off his mono IR. What a mess. Are
1: the Dolphins mad that they won? I'm being serious.
0: I have no idea. Seem, seems reckless for them to win. Right? Yeah. But multiple quarterback quarterbacks, situa- like, like the number one overall pick isn't going to be a quarterback, correct?
1: Who do you got? You have Tua. You got Herbert from Oregon.
0: You got Burrow. Burrow. Yep, who, who, From is From considered a first rounder? I don't know. I look. I don't watch college football at all. Joe Burrow the first. The first full college football. Nah, that's not true. I watched. I watched a full Notre Dame game. The first full non Notre Dame game I will watch the whole year will probably be LSU, Bama. Yeah, and I'm not even sure I'll watch the whole thing, but I probably will.
1: You got it for Ed O. Yeah. LSU lost the one, the starting linebacker who led the team in uh, interceptions. He was, he was, I, I, was, I haven't read up next on next man it. up, <laughs> next tiger up, right? I can't, I can't wait to see this bet play out right now. That's an interesting bet. I want to talk about the Packers real quick, dude. What ha- did you, did you, did your crystal ball see this? This
0: was eerie to me. It's a trap. It just had trap written all over it. I mean, they got their asses rocked, bro. Like, I, like, so, like, so, like they did
1: nothing here, offensively.
0: Here's my take on the Packers this year. And, and remember, I have Packers, Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers, MVP. The Packers are significantly better than they have been in a long time simply because Mike McCarthy's gone. Now They also ev- upgraded the defense and offense. Okay, that's fine. I took none of that into consideration when I made my prediction. I took into consideration Mike McCarthy. Now, like you said, they've upgraded the offense, they've upgraded the defense, but you still have a first-year head coach. Not often that first-year head coaches come in and just, boom, go for it. They do it. They they run the table. They're awesome the whole year. You're going to have moments where you get out-coached, where you get out-played. And, and honestly, I think you need it. I think this was a good loss for the Packers. Yeah. I think the Packers' goal has to be to find out exactly what they are and also finish in the top two. Try to get a bye. Try to get home field advantage. And... Figure out who you are as a team. You have Aaron Rodgers. You, you've you got a defense that's playing pretty well. Their defense isn't amazing, but it's playing pretty well. They've got a good running game these days. They have the ability, I believe, if they stay healthy and they continue to grow as a team to win the Super Bowl this yeah, year. Yeah, I agree. But I think this had trap all over it. A big... Big games all around them. Last week they had the the, the big Chiefs game on Sunday night. You're going to LA. You know you're going to have the home crowd. Yeah, you have home crowd. Sunny, Sunny 72. T- one in the afternoon. Yeah. He probably had a couple State Farm meetings while he was out here. Good point. He probably did. The, you know, whatever. The uh, t- you're going to do a ton more press when you're out here. Everybody's feeling good. They're seven and one. People are hitting the club the couple nights before. Like, everybody's got plans for who they're meeting up with after the game. It had trap written all over it. Yeah, you're right. I should have seen that. And, and everything you said is true.
1: Everything,
0: and makes me feel nothing about the Packers. Like I, I'm like I'm not like oh well that's how you beat the Packers. Yeah. Also, their fucking defense. Chargers defense played great yesterday, yeah. and are getting to the quarterback for sure. And that's obviously how you're going to beat a guy like Aaron Rodgers. But it, to me, I actually feel more confident in my Packers Super Bowl bet. Last, than I did the, before they lose that game. I think you need this in your season. Look, how many 16-0 and 0 teams? How many 15-1 and 1 teams?
1: You need a little humility. Have won the Super Bowl. You need to be humbled. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think being humbled is good. And, I, and I, I think I could say the same for the Patriots. The Patriots hadn't played anybody. Right. They got their butts kicked yesterday. And I think that's going to help them. Fix what they need to fix on both sides of the ball. Because the Patriots have a lot of glaring holes, especially offensively.
0: So Packers coming up have... They have the Panthers this week.
1: That'll be a tough one. At
0: home. Then they have the Niners on the road. Yeah, so they got a
1: couple tough games coming up.
0: And then they'll... Then they're in New York for my Giants, the game I will be at. To see my Super Bowl pick. Play the Packers. No, I'm just (laughs) See my Super Bowl pick. Play my team.
1: You should uh you should go to that Packers Giants game wearing a Bears jersey. Cuck cam. Wild the people defending, right? Uh, what what is the defense? Someone th- someone on Instagram, again, these are people who clearly don't listen to the show. Someone on Instagram threatened to fight our Instagram account.
0: Why? And also, how do you fight an Instagram account?
1: Loyalty, loyalty. You say it to. He basically was like, "We can settle this in the parking lot." It's like, dude,
0: it's pretty which simple. Par- like, I don't even. Which parking lot are we meeting in? The, I, the game I, you're at, the game of the team you support. I don't know. Our parking
1: lot. Maybe it was actually uh, the guy from the, the Browns who got cut today, the guy who went off on Twitter, Jermaine Whitehead. I don't know, but but what's funny to me about the cut cam is it's a pretty easy to understand concept. Neither of us are from Los Angeles. No. We go to a fair amount of Dodgers games.
0: And Rams games and Clippers games. And, Lakers, and games. Lakers games.
1: Guys, I'm a diehard Reds fan. He's a Mets fan. You know what I do when I go to Dodgers
0: games? I just don't wear gear. I honestly, I wear do- I've wear. i worn Dodgers hats to yeah, Dodgers, yeah. Dodgers games. But, but, I've worn uh, Brooklyn Dodgers hats to Dodgers games. I've worn opponents hats to Dodgers games.
1: But that's fine. But you're you're wearing the team that's playing. That's my point. If I go to a Dodgers-Giants game, I don't have to put on a Cincinnati Reds hat. Like, what are we discussing here? I don't have to put on my Chris Sabo jersey. Right. He's not playing. I go because I'm a sports fan. I enjoy games.
0: Now, I, when I went to the Giants-Chargers games in San Diego, I wore an Eli Manning Ole Miss jersey. Eli Manning's playing in the game. Yeah. It, that's the new thing. It's loyalty, loyalty. It's ludicrous. If you're so loyal, stay home and watch your football game. It's a lot of it, the leader of the. Cubs. This is, by the way, this I. This is to me. This is in the same realm as you don't go out a week before Halloween. This is you don't wear a you don't wear team gear to a Super Bowl party. If you if you're at a Super Bowl party and you're in NFL gear. You, you are supporting one of those teams. Otherwise, you are just at a party to watch a football game. Do not, oh, it's a celebration of football. It's not, you want to wear something, wear a fucking Prince T-shirt or a fucking Cougar Mellencamp T-shirt or whoever the halftime show is. Wear a fucking Baby Shark costume for Katy Perry. But don't wear a Packers jersey to a fucking Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. That doesn't make sense.
1: Are you lost? What's wrong with you? You want to do that? Go to the Pro Bowl. It's unbelievable. And and for the record, Cut Cam, we mostly want shots at the game or the tailgate party. <laughs> Joe's right. I've been a little liberal, but we, we gotta put the clamps down a little. Like like you guys, if you're somebody sent me a picture,
0: they're like this guy's in Cleveland. You're like, yeah, well, I, maybe he's on his way to <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: So somebody sent me a picture of like a high school volleyball game, a girls' high school volleyball game. And it was in one city when he was wearing a jersey of a team that didn't play in that city. It's like, dude, I, I, what are we talking about yeah. here? Like, no. Uh, and by the way, Kansas City, L.A. I thought L.A. was the leader in the cucks.
0: I'm really surprised because Kansas City is such a good home field advantage. You would think it was just Chiefs fans, on Chiefs fans, on Chiefs fans. But
1: we've gotten a lot this year, not I just know, yesterday. I know. A lot of cucks. The Cuck came
0: bonanza yesterday. It was. It was. It was disheartening to see. Yeah, Kansas City. We, we've we never really taken shots at Kansas City.
1: It's a great sports town as far yeah. as the fans, I think. But, man. Really come, letting us down. Come on, guys. Uh, it is a great sports town, Joe. And, you know, we talk about Cucks, and that's the only natural segue to talk about. Where you can get your tickets to see your team, to where your team, the actual team playing. Joe, if I was going to go online and say, hey, I want to go to a Chiefs game. I want to go to a Rams. Geek. Oh, he didn't even let me finish it.
0: Seeky, guys. Sorry, finish the
1: question. No, there was no question. Let's just get on with it. SeatGeek is the only place you should get your tickets for all your live events, Dirtballs. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. That means they have amazing customer satisfaction. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web then rates it on a deal with a scale of 1 to 10. The best part about all this, Joe is that SeatGeek will even give all our listeners, that's the Dirtballs, $10 off on their first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY. That's D-I-R-T-Y. For $10 off on your first purchase, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. And I will send you two koozies in the mail if you just send me a screenshot of you using promo code DIRTY. All right, Joe. I see
0: you're in your DMs. Yeah, on Twitter. Sorry, I was just checking out, trying, trying to get. We, there's still, there's still a lot going on in the in the dirty sports world behind the scenes. Oh yeah, I just, I just had to check in on some information. Oh yeah. By
1: the way, there is a lot going on. Yeah. Don't think whatever happened last week is over. There's some serious backdoor thusting, which would be a great porn title, by the way. Yeah,
0: backdoor thusting.
1: <laughs> Definitely
0: under the uh, LGBTQ section on Pornhub. Which isn't a section, by the way. Is it not? Which is kind of offensive. Okay. I don't know. You know me. I'm not a big porn guy. No, I'm not either, Joe.
1: That's a lie right there. (laughs) It's a 100% lie. Uh, I do want to drop a a few more things in the NFL before we move on to talk. Yeah,
0: big NFL rundown today. All right, let's keep going. I did. I want to talk about my home state of Ohio for a minute.
1: Okay. The disgusting... State of Ohio football, the current state, the the state of Ohio football that has been a problem for years. I feel Justin
0: Woods going to kick open the door like the Kool Aid Man right now.
1: Well, it's just you know I tweeted something yesterday, and I want to talk about it. I'm embarrassed to be from the state of Ohio when it comes to professional football. It is
0: embarrassing. What about Ohio State? I said professional football. No, but I'm saying what about Ohio State?
1: Ohio State's always good. They're always playing for a title. The Browns and the Bengals are a disgrace. The Browns and the Bengals are now a combined two and sixteen. I tweeted this yesterday. Here's a fun fact for everybody: since 1990, so 29 years, we're almost at 30 years. The Browns and Bengals have a combined two playoff wins. Two organizations for 30 years, and dare I say this, Joe? I thought you'd like this. I started thinking: not many states have two or more professional football teams. Because there's only 32 teams, right? Right. And a lot of teams, or a lot of states do not have teams. There is, without a doubt, no worse state that has two or more football teams than the state of Ohio. I mean,
0: it's just New York, New Jersey, uh, Florida, Texas, California. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Are those the only states that have two pro teams? Yeah, it would be right. Kansas City, Missouri used to have the Rams in St. Louis, but...
1: I mean, I I don't think you want to stretch their difference because one's District of Columbia, yeah, no, Baltimore. Yeah. I'm just saying the state of Ohio. The the this is where the Football Hall of Fame
0: is. It's it's depressing,
1: and it's unacceptable, and it's someone from.
0: I mean, you've abandoned your team. So. I
1: I have yeah, but it's it's.
0: Dude, I still have I still have Ohio pride, whether it's stupid or not. This, is, do you think there's a direct link to the chili consumption? <laughs> <laughs> they create bad football teams. Yeah, you can't get you, you you can't have a good diet there. You know, everybody's on this keto business, and everybody's like on, you know, smoothies and stuff like that. These guys are just like blending up chili. Drinking like chili, cheese, onion smoothies.
1: Is that what's happening to Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr.? I don't know. Well, Freddie Kitchens has clearly had his fair amount of chili. Yeah. Canceled. Fat shamed. Canceled. I, I just think it is pretty wild to think in one state, again, such a big football state, the fucking Hall of Fame is there, that my home state is so goddamn bad. Year after year after year. It's depressing. And I think they should move the Hall of Fame out until they do something about it. Move it. Where would you move it? I don't know. Get it out of there. Texas? Pennsylvania? Not California.
0: We don't deserve it out here. Pennsylvania seems like not really much of a change. <laughs> you changed the zip code? At least the Steelers and Eagles... Put a out a couple team, Super Bowls.
1: Some Super Bowls, teams that actually win, win, get some
0: W's in the Florida, playoffs. Florida's got some good football history as well. But we need to move the Jags. That was a reckless decision. Florida got three football teams.
1: How did that happen?
0: That was a reckless move. They got to move them from Jacksonville. And the best team, Jacksonville's still the best team in Florida, though. Which is wild. It's Absolutely wild. Yeah,
1: and then I have one more thing I want to say about a possible NFL conspiracy. Okay. You are an Italian man, Joe Prano. Yes, I am. What is up? And I know we've we've touched on it, but we haven't yeah. really gone into it. All the major network rules analysts are your fellow Italians. Yeah. Fox, we have Dean Blandino and Mike Pereira. CBS, Gene Steratore. Steratore! Now, NBC does not... I noticed that last night. The, Who's their guy? I forget, but it's not an Italian guy. Do you think there is some sort of conspiracy with Italians connected to the rules and Vegas and why the NFL refs are so bad?
0: Uh, no. I, I Actually, I think it's the complete opposite. I think that uh, the NFL... Being an NFL referee draws a certain kind of person. And you almost got to be like a... You almost got to be like want to be like a meter maid type of person, right? Like you you want to enforce these rules. You 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 also kind of have to be like a little bit of a shithead. Yeah. You know. I mean, look what's going on with these pass interference penalties. It, I mean, like I could. We were watching that Pittsburgh Indianapolis game. Dan Fouts at one point said that ball is the definition of uncatchable, and they refused to overturn the call. Yeah, it was a back call. I think that basically what it is is you've got this this type of guy that becomes. An NFL referee, and then we went to. Well, now these NFL referees aren't just going to be guys on the field, you know, doing like, you know, fucking, flexing their biceps, calling hold, uh, you know, like the whole thing. Um, now we're going to have these guys in a booth talking, and of that subsection of people, the only subsection within that that are qualified to have a personality are the Italians. <laughs> Pereira's up in the booth, Steratora, Blandina, a Blandina. I will say, I do like them. Yeah. They're all entertaining. Uh, t- like, if you t- think of the guys, like, what do you think Ed Hockley would sound like if they went to Hockley in the booth? He'd be doing bicep curls. Yeah. you would be like, no way to overturn that. No way, no how. And you're like, I was, didn't really weigh in on that, Ed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or uh, who's the black guy, Mike Carey? Oh, yeah. Just like, well,
1: you know. They tried him for a minute. Yeah. It D- didn't
0: work. Yeah. I think the only people qualified to, like, have a little personality when they go to them, but still be a, a ref at heart, are the Italians. I can see. You know you. Dean Blandino's nursing a Chianti in his little booth, just waiting <laughs> to go on.
1: I can see you as a ref, by the way. Or you in the
0: booth. Yeah. I wear hats all the time. I have a mustache. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I can see you reffing. Sk- Dirty Sports Sketch Alert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got a lot on the plate for you, Joe. Yeah. In the next year, I'd like to see you join the WNBA. Yeah. I'd like to see you become an NFL ref. What else do we want you to do?
0: Man, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Just happy to be on the show, Andy. You know, I like. I, I don't think I need other jobs. I think I want to keep focusing on this job.
1: Well, I'd like to see one of those happen. I think yeah. the WNBA thing is maybe more possible for you at this point.
0: Yeah. Although I'm, you know. I'm quickly getting old. I don't know if I survive a season in the WNBA without tearing an ACL. Although, let's be honest, I only have to go about 70% to keep up.
1: Shots
0: so, fine. 77% if you want yeah. to do a good wage <laughs> wage gap joke.
1: I knew that. I thought that's where you are going with that. What do you make about your Mets hiring Carlos Beltran? Is it Beltran or
0: Beltran? Beltran. Beltran? Yeah, Carlos Beltran. Uh, I don't love it. And my issue is twofold. One, the Mets move on from Mickey Callaway, first time manager. And it doesn't bother me so much that they hire another first time manager. And it doesn't bother me so much that they pass on new they, they don't make a hard push on numerous managers with experience. But when you take those two things together, it's kind of annoying. You move on from a first-time manager. You don't make a hard push at Madden. You don't make a hard push at Girardi. You don't make a hard push at Showalter. You're not out there trying to get a guy that has experience and can take a team that was on the verge of the playoffs as is, that has numerous players from a 2015 World Series team still there, and go, we're on the verge, let's go Now we've got to go through Carlos Beltran manager camp where he learns to manage a big league baseball team. Now they're even talking, and they've sort of backed off from it, but there was originally talk that Terry Collins, the not first-time manager you fired to hire a first-time manager, would be another first-time manager's bench coach? Now they're saying maybe he's not the bench coach, but he is like, Consulting Beltran, like I like Carlos Beltran as a person. I don't know a ton about his baseball mind. I liked him as a Met. Like this is cool for the organization. Yeah, he was, have, was a great a player. Met. But like, I look at Aaron Boone with the Yankees. Yeah, we don't. We look. I look at Dave Roberts with the Dodgers. I look at a ton of these guys. I know Dave Roberts had managed the Padres before, but. To me, the Mets are on the verge. And the idea that you're going to go with some sort of ownership, yes, man. Some guy who's going to be swayed to believe that analytics are everything in baseball now. Like, I want a guy who believes that he knows what's right. And I'm not sure Carlos Beltran does. Again, as I say about everything with my teams, I hope I'm wrong. To be determined. To be determined. I hope I'm wrong. I liked the Fisdale hire for the Knicks. I didn't love the Shermer hire. I wasn't. I I wasn't wrong. I didn't. It didn't didn't pan out. Uh. I hope I'm wrong on this, but I would have liked. I I know Madden. You can't kill the Mets for not getting Madden because he. It seems like he really wanted to go back to the Angels. Yeah. But you can't kill them for not getting Girardi. It seemed like he wanted to go to the Mets.
1: Well, I saw an interesting stat today on ESPN. About the Mets, it said in the second half of the season in the National League, they were second in win percentage, second in average, second in run scored. So they basically retain all those guys, right? So they played a great second half. I I guess I understand what you're saying. As a guy who doesn't follow the game as closely enough and is not attached to that team, you'd say, okay, they had a great second half. Wouldn't you want a guy with experience that maybe
0: just put them over the edge? Not to mention you brought in Mickey Callaway because he was the pitching coach in Cleveland, and your strength is your starting pitching. Obviously, Alonzo and McNeil are, are you know incredible young talents on the offensive side, but you're still built around Degrom, Syndergaard, Wheeler, Mats, a fifth starter that that whether that be a guy from the Mets pen right now and Lugo. Or, Lugo, Gesselman, or a fifth guy that you bring in. You're going to have a five-man rotation that goes up against anybody. You've got a former catcher and a former big league manager out there in Joe Girardi. It seems crazy to me that, that that he ends up in Philly. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't love it. And Mets fans, of course, I'm a cynical Mets fan, but a lot of Mets fans are more cynical than me. Mets fans are jerking off over this. Yeah. They're so excited. I disagree. I hope I'm wrong. I don't know anything about Carlos Beltran's baseball mind. So maybe he'll prove to be a fucking savant.
1: What's been interesting, these new hires, you brought up Aaron Boone. Do we know at this point what Aaron Boone is as a manager? Because again, he's had so much talent
0: with the Yankees. Which And same thing as Dave Roberts. Your talent is one thing. If you have talent, and you have a good personality, you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, I think the Mets have talent, and I think Beltran has personality, and I think they're going to win a lot of games. But it's a matter of when it comes down to it, is he going to win more games than the Braves? Is he going to win more win- games than the defending champion Nationals? Is he going to be able to manage his way through the playoffs? Because Terry Collins wasn't a great manager, got him to the World Series.
1: Well, and come playoffs, it's so key, the decisions the manager makes. You guys should have... You guys I went, mean, look at Hinch in the World Series. That's what I'm saying. It's so important. You should have gone throwback. God knows how old he is. You should have gone to my former Reds and former Yankees manager, Lou Piniella. Bring back
0: sweet Lou. Look, I... Anybody that had experience, I would have been five Panella, I'd have been where's Tony LaRusso? Where's David Johnson? How about the second round of David Johnson in New York? Show Walter. Now I, I know a lot of these guys are old and maybe they're not cut out to like be grinding every day anymore and that's why a lot of them move on. I know I know there was talk Bochi couldn't take it anymore, but now is Bochy gonna be back and all that. And I'm not I'm not saying that those are the only guys qualified. Yeah. I'm just saying this isn't a rebuilding team. No. I get it, man. They were on the verge last year.
1: Yeah. Well, like you said, expect the least in a way, hope for the most. All right, and final news before we wrap up the show, Florida State has fired head coach Willie Taggart after only twenty one games, Joe Preno. Uh
0: kind of amazing that Florida State had Bowden forever. Forever. Was he he was like the head coach for like thirty years? Yeah. Did they go right to... No, Jimbo. Jimbo. They won a title with that's, Jimbo. No, that's what I'm saying. Did yeah. they go right from Bowden to Fisher? Yeah. And now they're moved on to Taggart, and he's gone after two seasons.
1: Not even two full seasons. 21 yeah. games. But here's what's crazy about that.
0: His buyout's insane. I'm getting... Okay. I don't know why. Winston is... Uh, Jameis is still in your bed, and he's got a sign saying he's, some, for some reason, taking the blame for Taggart as well. Oh, wow. Which... Is wild because yeah, you know he was part of the championship team and with Fisher at Florida yeah. State. Jameis, that's crazy. Jameis, I mean you yeah. you you, you, don't, you can stop taking blame at this point. Yeah. It's all right, Jameis. It's not your fault that the team's not performing. He now has a sign up saying that he is Jameis one of one. Wait, wait now a I second. He, now I just think he's claiming things. Wait to a save second. Other people.
1: Uh, this is this is even more breaking. Now he he is motioning. Well, he, he can't really write well. I think what I'm deciphering is that. He is offering to pay Willie Taggart's 18 million dollar buyout.
0: Wow, that I, I know you wrote it down, Jameis, but that doesn't seem like it'll hold up in court. You should get rid of that sign. Yeah, 18 million. 18. He's still owed. Like, how long was his deal? Uh, let me pull it back up.
1: And, and by the way, you know how it's being paid, and they're—I think they're trying to deny this, but it's
0: basically to- crab's legs
1: it's going to be paid by, uh, what's it called, um, just boosters. FSU raised about $20 million in private donations to buy out what was left of the contract, although an FSU official denied that the money was raised for Taggart's buyout. Under the terms, Taggart had signed a six-year, $30 million contract with Florida State.
0: It's so crazy that people care that much about college football. Can you imagine caring so much about college football that you're there in South Florida running your fucking car dealership and somebody calls you up and they're like what do you think about Taggart?" he's like he's got to go all right well are are you are you in for 300 grand he's like i'll send you a check today like what
1: it is wild some
0: fucking kid is like not getting braces this year because his dad donated money to pay for Taggart's buyout it's
1: absolutely wild that's a great point dude when i saw that i thought i go what i've never heard of this when i read that article last night i go private donations is paying his 18 million dollars like you're you're right this isn't money to go to the school this is money to Hi, get, get off
0: an auto we're calling on behalf uh, the First Baptist Church of Tallahassee. We lost, we lost a uh, uh, part of a building in a fire, and we were hoping that you could spare a couple dollars to rebuild a portion of the church. Sorry, I already gave three hundred thousand dollars to Florida State to help buy out Taggart's contract. <laughs> Call me next year. I'll let you know if we move more trucks.
1: Um, sir, we we were calling. We we're with uh the American Red Cross, as you know. The Florida area has been just ravaged with hurricanes the last few seasons. We were wondering if you would match your $200 donation from last year.
0: Absolutely not. I got to buy out Willard Taggart. It is wild, man.
1: There, There's NFL fans and then there's college football fans, which is some next level thing. And not to mention, I know he hasn't performed, Prano. Yeah. I believe his record was 10 and 11, but. Yeah. It's two years. Like, let the guy finish the season. To me, that's the dream gig, man. I know I've talked about it on this show. And, and the number one guy who just milked In, off interim that. Interim
0: college coach?
1: No, is is getting fired. Like, Charlie Weiss was the all-timer with that between Notre Dame and Kansas. That guy made, like, $25 million not to
0: not work. Yeah. To not work. Dude, can you imagine that? Dude, just think about that as a person. You get that much money. You you have enough money to buy two gigantic pairs of khakis and pay somebody to sew them together so that you can have one pair of khakis that fit your gigantic fupa. Canceled! (laughs) You remember Charlie Weiss's khaki fupa? Bro, how could I forget?
1: That fupa was next
0: level. I heard that when he retired those khakis, that Jim Harbaugh bought them and turned them into an outdoor tent outside his house, so he could actually live inside khakis. <laughs> <laughs> he loves khakis so much. Uh
1: look at Michigan, man! Winning games again, six and two. By the way, yeah. D- did the Ruther curse? Ruther call- curse. I said no. I said no way they beat Ohio State. I stick by it.
0: About but to you were like, out. I'm out on Harbaugh. It's over.
1: I'm still out until he proves me wrong. Well, guys, that is the show. If you want to leave a call we well, you're not doing calls, we only had a couple calls. I'd like to get a few more for the week. Our hotline is 310-359-8365. Leave a call. Give us your opinions. We'll get to that next episode, hopefully. I like doing calls when we have Aaron around. It helps. Yeah.
0: Do, you have any, uh, do, you, do we have any good comments in the YouTube today? Anything worth uh, checking in on anybody?
1: Um, I didn't see it. you know I wasn't paying too close attention to be honest to the comments as I scroll through here. I don't see anything off the top of my head. I see a lot of back and forth uh with dirt balls. oh thanks Jack said the afternoon boys the stashes are looking lovely today you know i'm gonna i I don't know where I'm at with the stash i'm I'm about thirty five days in, but I might keep it for a second.
0: Can't be the stash brothers if only one brother has a stash, but
1: I don't have the confidence you have, Joe. Yeah. I, I said this to you and your lady. Well, like, you don't
0: have the stash I have. That's so what that I'm saying.
1: Helped. Yeah. Like, guys, you don't really understand. When you go out, this guy's mustache on my left is so powerful. I mean, you know, our boy, Pat McAfee, is, is, that's what helped get him on our couch was your mustache. And then yeah. he gave you more love last week. It's like your stash is like, ma- that's a man's stash.
0: Yeah. Look, I argue a lot of things. That's one thing I can't argue.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I come up next to you, I'm just like, you know, I'm a bitch stash.
0: Well, it's like I'm the sh- I'm the shark and you're that thing that swims under the shark and catches food that falls off it. Remora. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> I'm the remora to your shark.
0: You love Shark Week. I knew you'd know the answer to that.
1: Oh, yeah, man. man those fucking things, right? Talk about just, just taking from somebody else, yeah. man. That's kind of what happened with this Jameis 101 video. All these fucking, all these remoras swimming around us, trying to take what we started. Well, it's a fun episode, Joe. Guys, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Drop an iTunes review and leave your Twitter or Instagram handle, and I will send you two koozies in the mail. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram both at Andy Reuther. Joe Prano.
0: At Joe Prano on Instagram. Give me a follow. Uh, at fixture Life on Twitter, joeprano.com for shows. A couple weeks away from uh, what has now become one of my favorite weekends of the year, going to uh, Lake Tahoe, the improv at Harvey's Lake Tahoe the week before Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before, Wednesday through Sunday. Following Wednesday, the headlining show in Westchester, 914 Life, what? Lucy's Laugh Lounge in Pleasantville on everybody's favorite holiday of the year, the night before Thanksgiving. Get turned, be hungover, drink football, food the next day. If you are in uh, New York or the surrounding areas, come out to Lucy's Laugh Lounge, uh, Morristown Performing Arts Center the day after Thanksgiving. Um, I will be at the Packers-Giants game that December 1st. And then uh, back here for more shows, got a couple of shows here in Los Angeles before I head out of town on all those. So JoePrano.com for shows or just follow my Instagram page. Obviously, I'm always updating with you know flyers and posters and whatnot for upcoming dates.
1: Cool. And uh, just like yesterday with Jimmy, if you guys want to partake in a Dirty Sports Live NFL Sunday experience, slide into our DMs or my DMs and uh we can set that up okay Dirtballs, have a great week and i, and I want to give a special shout out to uh James winston
0: sat quietly throughout the entire show on yeah. you know like like James we didn't charge Jameis. he he said he wanted to be here on to to clear his name and to clear uh you know up a lot of things so thanks Jameis, for coming and taking thank you for the sign where he took uh you know he took blame for all of his turnovers this year that was really nice of him um but if you want to sit on the bed like Jameis, like andy said a crisp hundred dollar bill if you want to watch the show and if you want to uh experience some football sunday you too can be here like Jameis is Jameis winston quarterback of the tampa bay is right now in your bed just off camera why don't we just turn the camera around and show him that's not how these things work that, that, would, that would prove that he's actually here. You're just going to have to take our word for it. He's sitting over there. He's been passing us messages via uh, written word the whole day. And uh, that's our story, and we're sticking to it.
1: All right, guys. That is the episode. Have a great week. Be smart, guys. Be smart in your lives. Admit when you're wrong. I, I like giving messages at the end now. Admit when you're wrong. Say you're sorry when you mess up. And most importantly, stay dirty.